0: Nathaniel Buzolik.
1: Nate, good morning, buddy. How are you? Uh, good morning. Uh, it's uh, bright and early here in Los Angeles, so forgive me if I, I sound half asleep because I am.
0: Well, it is only uh, 5.17 in the morning, so thank you very, very much for getting up early just to talk to me. And, again, you know, you've got a great – IMDB certainly a big time actor if Danny A thinks you're big time you got to be big time um but uh, I've been watching your Instagram for days and your days and nights seem to be inundated with your thoughts on my people the Israelis and again Nate as far as I know you're not even Jewish is that right
1: that's yeah that's correct uh, I'm not Jewish um I was born in Sydney Australia uh, my mom in fact was actually born in Egypt <clears throat> in a refugee camp um uh, I'm a first-generation Australian. So I, I really kind of became exposed to, um, you know, the Jewish people in Israel back in 2017 uh, when I first went out um, to visit this place and see it with my own eyes.
0: Wow. So you went to Israel in 2017. Uh, were, were you with Danny A at that? Or was it, was it your family you went with that time?
1: No, I actually went by myself. I, I had previously gone to um, Iraq in 2016. 2016 to volunteer um, um, with a non-profit that was bringing emergency aid to people fleeing ISIS-controlled areas. At the time, um, I had a real kind of desire to um, to sort of see it with my own eyes. Uh, I was working on a TV show at the time. I got in, a little bit of trouble off Warner Brothers for going to Iraq, but um, that's mm-hmm. another story. Um, and after I'd gone to Iraq and saw, you know, saw the horrific. You know events of what unfolded when a radical ideology like isis is allowed to spread through the middle east um shortly after that I, I went to israel um and i and i you know for to give people people some background i grew up in a very um islamic middle eastern community uh in sydney uh, so i was exposed very early on to um you know the arab culture um the you know the ways and customs of you know islam uh, as a kid i would do ramadan with my neighbors and Eid. And so I had a very, very clear understanding of that culture um, and a very, very vague understanding of Judaism. Um, And so when I went to um, Israel in 2017, I was kind of shocked at the narrative that I heard growing up uh, from my own community that I grew up around in Sydney um, and what was actually happening on the ground. And I guess the more I learned, the more I felt compelled to challenge the, Mm. I I would say, the pro-Palestinian narrative that Mm. kind of sits and is controlling the story today.
0: Oh, my God, I never would have thought Sydney, Australia. I mean, I think about, you know, seriously, kangaroos, koala bears, Olivia Newton-John, Crocodile Dundee. I had no idea there that was that much hate in uh, in Sydney, Australia. Now, now, correct me if I'm wrong, too, here, Nate, but you've got some Croatian descent, too. If that's true, you are very familiar with civil wars, yes?
1: Yes, yes. That's the whole reason why my, my mom was born in a refugee camp, you know, and I think that's one of the the greatest realities that i actually have come to terms with in the last uh, 24 hours Sid. i i got on a phone call with a a gentleman called ephraim Um, he's known as the nazi hunter and he's dedicated most of his life he lives in israel now but dedicating most of his life to track down these these men who were committing these horrific violent atrocious acts that you know we, we know the word nazi now is a byword of evil and he was responsible for bringing a lot of these men to justice. And we had a conversation uh, yesterday, an in-depth conversation, because I wanted to understand how the Nazis were so successful in their propaganda to convince an entire nation. But more than that, nations around them to buy into their lies, to buy into the anti-Semitic rhetoric, which would bring about the death of not only Jews in you know, Germany, but also all over Europe uh, and you know particularly in Eastern Europe, where a lot of Jewish people were subjected to violence from people who bought into the Nazi program and so the reality that he was telling me is it starts with the Jews, but it doesn 't end with the jews and my grandmother um her husband was shot and killed because he refused to accept uh the fascists you know the 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 movement that was spreading through eastern europe and thus my grandmother had to flee uh, and she ended up in this refugee camp where my mum was born. And um, that was a chilling conversation for me to have because it it really kind of sums up what the Nazis were capable of doing around the world. And how do we put that and make sense of that today with what we're seeing with Hamas and this pro-Palestinian narrative? Well, they're doing the same thing. It it may start in Israel. It may start with convincing an Arab population to hate and fight against Jewish people and the Jewish presence in the land. But what we're seeing all over the world now, Sid, is people gathering in the streets who have no understanding of Middle Eastern politics, no understanding of Middle Eastern cultures and chanting what the Arab populace is chanting, which is Intifada and, you know, free Palestine from the river to the sea, which is all about genocide, which is all about a destruction of Jewish presence in their ancestral homeland. So. It's the same evil, same. repackaged, rebranded. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, actually, worse, because the Nazis went out of their way. and know clearly you're, you're a history buff. You're only 40 years old. God bless you, but you're a history buff. The Nazis, Nate, went out of their way to hide a lot of those atrocities, and Hamas can't wait to show it on video and uh, show the world what they're doing. So uh, to a certain extent, it's almost worse. So here you are, 40-year-old guy, young, great-looking guy. I mean, gorgeous all these TV shows, Vampire Diaries, all these movies. You've even done game shows, you know, The Mint. And you're getting yourself involved in this, becoming a huge voice for pro-Israel. I don't know how Hollywood's going to look at that, how your uh, even your castmates may look at that, but clearly you don't care, do you?
1: No. You know, I, I, look, there was a point in my life where I did care, um, and I think that all shifted. Uh, in 2016, Sid, actually, you know, I'd, I'd actually gone through a pretty pretty bad breakup with a, a girl that I was seeing. Um, and, you know, you, there's certain points in life where you get to a point where you don't care anymore about the result. You don't care if you win, you lose, you have success, you don't have success, you are love, you're hated. Um, you, you know, a lot of people maybe even listening on the show have been points in their life where they're like, look, oh, I've, I'm done. I'm, I don't see the value in my own life and I'm ready to give up. Um, and, you know, I was never the kind of personality that would sort of, go through the process of suicide but i definitely had conversations with god where i was willing to say take my life i don't want it anymore um and i remember in 2016 when i was in iraq i, I you know i saw in the saw the horrific things that isis had done and i said to god i'm done this world's ugly it's wicked i don't want it anymore <clears throat> and i remember that in that moment of time god challenged me with a simple question uh if you're that willing to give up your life you don't want it anymore give it up to me what's the difference um, and that radically changed wow. me, Did um, I actually came back from Iraq. I read the entire Bible cover to cover. And um, I was a Christian at the time, but I would say I was a lukewarm Christian. And after reading the entire Bible in 28 days, one word stood out that I couldn't get out of my mind, uh, which was Israel and God's love and covenant to this people and this nation, which he declared in 1948 is still the apple of his eye
0: so while you he say declared. that what, what kind of surprises me Nate? not to cut you off but if you're a lukewarm christian at best and you read the yes. bible and the one word that hit you was israel and since your trip to israel in 2017 you've become a huge voice for the jewish people may sound like a silly question but why haven't you converted to judaism
1: Look, uh, I'll be completely transparent. I'm completely convinced that Yeshua is the Messiah. Um, And if it wasn't for that uh, one identity of who I believe is the one who has come and the one who is coming back, I would be probably the most religious Jew you've ever met. I would be wearing (laughs) sitters. I would be going to shul every single day. You know, I'd be wearing a kippah. Um, I would convert if it wasn't for the one thing that I guess is kind of, Divided both the Christian and Jew at the very core, which is, you know, the identification of Mashiach. But that being said, um, as a a Christian, as someone who does want to honor Yeshua with everything he did um, 2,000 years ago, I quickly realized that so much of the anti-Semitism that's happened, you know, to the Jewish people has been from Christians who are absolutely ignorant and Uh, lacking knowledge and understanding of God's word and the beauty of his story. The beauty of a story about not the faithfulness of a people, but the faithfulness of a God who's willing to keep a covenant promise to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. And so I quickly realized that if I can't love what God loves, I can't have any part of him. And my belief of Yeshua is he loves the Jewish people. He came for the Jewish people. He will come back for the Jewish people. And until that day happens, my only task is to defend their right to exist. Defend their right to gather and worship God as the way God has commanded them and to be in the land that He promised. You know, so this really comes down to one reality. When God makes a unique relationship with a certain group of people, the world will hate them for that relationship. And we see this in the Torah. You know, the story of Cain and Abel is there for a reason, it's the first murder. And we see Cain's jealousy of his own brother Abel purely because God chose to have a unique relationship with Abel. He didn't discount Cain. He just wanted to have a unique relationship with Abel. And we see that God brought this nation of people into the Sinai wilderness. And he made a claim that you are my people and I will be your God. And so we continue to see that unfolding today. And once again, that Unique relationship that exists between the Jewish people, which is unbreakable. you know the prophet Jeremiah talks about God saying that if the ordinance is in the sky, if nature itself changes, then my covenant with Israel will be broken. but until that day mm. nothing changes nothing
0: changes uh, Nabu uh, this guy's a tremendous actor, he really is, but uh, you'd think he was a rabbi at this point, and God bless him for that.